0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Rabbil Alameen. Salatu was ala ashrafilam bi aib al Muhammadur Muhammadu rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sabiyusallam. Tasliman kathiran kathirabi. Begin in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The glorious and magnificent. We send salutations on His Messenger, on our Master Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Wasallam, Peace and blessings be upon Him. We ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for His mercy and for His guidance to help us to be in touch with Him. Jalal Jalalo. Let me begin with, as they say, begin with the end in mind, because Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in a hadith. He said, innama al amalu bil khawatim." He said, "The deed is based on the ending. How you end." There is another hadith, of course, in bil Niyat, the deed is based on the intention, but this other hadith which says uh, amalu bil Khawatim, Ogama Another reason why I want to begin the classes on knowledge of Islam, not by touching any book, but by talking about and helping you and helping myself more than you. To connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because for every kind of learning, there is a methodology, right? Now, Xavier here is a uh, specializing in physical fitness, in you know, things related to that. So, supposing I I go to Xavier and say, Xavier, please, I want to become physically fit, right? So, please teach me. So, then what will you do? It's okay. Stand up, bend down, sit here, do this. I said, no, 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 hold on, no, 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 not other. I need a book. What book should I read for physical fitness? What will you tell me? You tell me, You don't, you don't get physically fit by reading a book, right? Sure. At some point in time, if you are so interested, I can give you a book on how different muscle groups work and when I'm. When we are doing calisthenics with weights, I know, what happens and what are the physical changes and how important aerobics is and all of this you can read. But if you want to get physically fit, you have to actually do some stuff. Right? You have to do some stuff. You can't get physically fit by reading a book. You can't get physically fit by listening to a video or listening to a lecture uh, by a physical fitness expert. No, you cannot get physically fit by watching videos on people exercising. I see somebody lifting 300 pounds, so what? I still can't lift 10 pounds, <laughs> big deal. So, <laughs> <laughs> Now this is the big mistake which we make when it comes to learning Islam. We should learn Islam like we would learn physical fitness. Because Islam is the name of a practice. Islam is not the name of a theory or a philosophy, right, it's the name of a practice. Supposing I, if I want to say I want to learn Judo or I want to learn Karate or I want to learn Aikido or you know whatever, what will you say? Go to the dojo. Okay, go to the dojo. Now what do you do? You go to the sensei, you, you bow to the sensei, then what does he do? He throws you on the ground. How many times? Ten thousand times. Bang, 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 bang. Right? And we say, what kind of thing is this? I mean, I'm, he's teaching you how to fall because that's the first lesson. How do you fall without hurting yourself? Nobody needs to learn how to fall. I mean, (laughs) gravity is there to to teach you. But to learn how to fall without hurting yourself, right? Somebody who knows how to fall without hurting himself can do that on this on this stone floor. Nothing nothing will happen to him. He'll fall. If, If without that knowledge, if you fall, you break something. You learn judo. You learn aikido. You learn whatever karate by practice. So judo is the name of a practice, it's not the name of a theory. Is there theory behind it? Of course there is theory behind it. There is theory behind everything. How do you gain weight or lose weight? By reading about a diet? By memorizing the diet book? And we say, okay, this is on page number 33. You gain weight or you lose weight depending on what you want to do by eating stuff or not eating stuff. This is a big, big mistake we make with Islam, which is that we think Islam comes from books. So we say, did you go to this Darululum, did you go to that Darululum, this Jamia, that Jamia?" Nothing wrong. You should go. If you are interested enough to go and take a full course and so on, nothing will stop you. But don't fool yourself and imagine that that will make you a good Muslim. It will not. It will make you somebody who knows about Islam. There is a huge difference between somebody who knows about Islam and somebody who is a practicing Muslim who knows Allah. The head of Islamic studies in Harvard for many, many years, decades, was a lady by the name of Anne-Marie Ishmael. Fluent in Arabic. She could quote Quran and Hadith ten times better than I can do that. She wrote some very nice books. She wrote a very good book on the seerah of wasallam Very very wonderful, very nice lady. But to the best of my knowledge, she was a Christian. I think she was either Baptist or she was a Lutheran or something. And as far as I know, that's that is how that is what she died on. Did she know about Islam? Oh yeah. Not only did she know about Islam, she knew more about Islam than. Any random, you know, Muslim person, or if you if you count maybe any random ten million Muslim people together, she knew more Islam than. But was she Muslim? No. Not to the best of my knowledge. And I always qualify by saying not to the best of my knowledge because I don't want to say about somebody that so and so died on Kufar. We don't know this. Maybe they came to Islam before they died. We we wish that for her, of course. But the point I'm making for myself and you is that Islam is not the name of our theory. So Islam will not come by studying books. Islam will come by practice. Again, this does not mean don't study books. Of course we will study books. We have to study books. We will know knowledge is important. We have to get the knowledge. But practicing that knowledge, practicing the knowledge, that five minutes of concentration in Salah is worth than any book you can read. Right? How long does it take? How long does the salah take? Five minutes maximum? Ten minutes if you recite something long other than what? How much? Is it? Ten minutes of... Ten minutes standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this istihzar as they call it in Arabic which is the feeling of the knowledge that I am standing in the presence of Allah. Right? Think about this. You are, I am talking to you. You are listening to me. Right? Are your thoughts wandering here and there? Are you thinking about this and that? No. You're listening to me. You're focused on me. So how come we don't do this when we are standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we are reciting Quran? We do it with each as human beings, but what about Allah? One reason of course is for most of us we don't understand what we are reciting, so that's one reason. Okay, fair enough. But does it mean that every person who understands can focus 100%? No. It's not just a matter of understanding the meaning of what you are reading. It's a question of asking, how does this affect me? So how do you bring this into your, into your heart? The number one thing which helps us to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to focus on His blessings, on what Allah gave me. And when we focus on the blessings, to be thankful for those blessings. This is the number one way of connecting with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala. Right? And believe me, no matter what situation we might be in life, there will always be something to be grateful for, whatever it is. The key is to focus on that, to live thoughtfully, to live with awareness. You walk by, you walk past Dunkin Donuts, you get a smell of coffee. You say, subhanAllah, how beautiful it smells. That's it. Here I came into this room, we looked outside and see this lake is full after you know, two years or something like this. It looks so beautiful. SubhanAllah, look at this lake, how beautiful it looks, all the greenery around the trees and so it's not that Niyamat of Allah is not some you know something which will, will come descend from the skies. We are surrounded by it. Every morning when I come out of my house to go to the masjid, the first thing I do, I take a nice deep breath. And it's, the air is so clean and pure in this country, especially in these small towns. There's no smoke, there's no car, there's no exhaust, fume, nothing. Just pure, beautiful air. And I thank Allah. I said, Alhamdulillah, Allah gave me this air to breathe. In my country back home, it's polluted. It's full of gas fumes, and you know. If I want to breathe pure air in my country, I have to drive 200 miles from my house. Here, step out of the house, is there. Practically, the only where I live in here, in a small town, practically the only sounds I hear are bird calls. There's robins and cardinals and. Black cat chickadees and this and that, that's it. Huh? Awareness of who we are, where we are. We meet here. You know, mashallah, I mean you guys you two are new, but these three, I mean last we've known each other for one year or something, but I mean they are literally like my sons. You know, I feel so close to them, they're like they're like, like my own. MashaAllah. I am very grateful. Alhamdulillah. I am very grateful to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala that He gave me these guys and I never paid a single bill for any of them. (laughs) Hopefully, they will make dua for me when I am gone for free. Alhamdulillah. So, our friends, good friends, people who love us, not because they have oh, you know, if, I, if I'm nice to this guy, I'm, he's going to give me a job or something. Or no. A man came to me, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was talking to him standing there and another man passed by. The man who was with the Prophet, he said, "Ya Rasulullah, that friend of mine, you say, I love him. Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said, did you tell him that? He said, no. He said, go tell him. Go tell him this. Because it brings the heart close. So he went, he said, I love you. I love you for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The man said, I also love you for the sake of the one you love me for. Yeah? Our friend, this is, this is this is a wealth. This is wealth because Rasulullah sallallahu said, when the man dies, if people say something good about him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive him for that reason. So, hopefully, our friend will say will say something about good about it, yeah? You're looking doubtful, way? Right? No. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> so, let us, today's session is this, Inshallah, all right? We will do one, one by one. I don't want to overload you with too much of stuff. So, today's session, the takeaway from this is what? Two things. One, we begin with the end in mind. And what is the end? That we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a state when He is pleased with us. Speaking the words of His kalam, inshallah, we ask Allah for this ending. And number two, how to get there? Is by thankfulness, by sugar So we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for everything. How do I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? By being aware of myself, of my surroundings, of my family. Right? And we just spoke to His grandfather. All the way from Afghanistan, Kabul is calling. Video call, I, I also spoke to him. Allah bless him and grant him a, a long and, and healthy life and, and you know, enable and remember, remind him to make dua for us, inshallah. He's sitting in Kabul and uh, time difference and what not. He's concerned about his grandson, Is calling him. Huge, huge, huge benefit. I mean, imagine the, the, the elders in our family, they are a, <coughs> they are a treasure house for us. <coughs> They're treasure for us. Allah accepts the dua of the father for his son. The grandson is like, is in the position of the son. So, Alhamdulillah, Allah gave him elders and Allah gave him the love for those elders. And there are people who have elders, they don't care. But no, Alhamdulillah, Allah gave him, Hikmati gave him the heart. That's why you should also give people good names, huh? Hikmat is wisdom. MashaAllah, very nice. So these two things, keeping the end in mind and shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for everything. So what I want you to do as a a sort of homework kind of thing is, not just one day homework, but you know, make it your life, which is be consciously, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the things in your life. So when we meet our next meeting, I am going to ask you one. I will also share with you what are the things that you became conscious of, right? And I'll end with a, with a, again a true story. I was teaching a course, <coughs> a leadership course for G, uh, in uh, India, in a place called Chennai, it used to be called Madras. So you're we talking about awareness. So I said to the guys, to the people in the in the class. Uh, I said, when you go home today, I want you to look for license plates of Delhi. So some people they say this is Chennai. They said this is 2,000 miles from Delhi, right? How will I find license Delhi license plates here? And in India, nobody drives 2,000 miles, so it's not as if a I mean, here you can say that, you know New York plates in uh, Springfield, you would probably find them, but he said,. No. I said, "Just look for it. Do it." They went away. Next morning, one of them came running. I said, "What happened?" He says to me, "My car has Delhi license plates." <laughs> he says, "My own car) <laughs> He said yesterday I was telling you, where will I find a Delhi? He says, I just realized my own car. Has because he had he had moved recently and he hadn't changed the uh, li- registration. So he said, my car. How did they because the consciousness, I'm looking for Delhi license plates. And in that class, I don't say that everybody saw, but two or three people they saw Delhi license plates. And they said the only reason we saw them is because we were looking for them. Yeah, simple as that those of you who have you if, you if you have not read Sherlock Holmes you must read Sherlock Holmes. wonderful detective novels called Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes has a sidekick called Watson so he always his standard line he used to find this he would find his clue right he would find one hair and under the carpet somewhere so Watson, Watson would say how did you find that he said I found it because I was looking for it and that is the truth so how can I be grateful to Allah by looking for the for the blessings of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, we all have them. We generally ignore them, right? So let me end with that. Inshallah, we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to be pleased with all of you and never to be displeased. Wassalamualaikum wa